Howdy, and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we talk all things hunting and introduce you to the most innovative hunting gear and services. Here are your hosts, Jimmy Byrne and Richard Kinchlow. Howdy, folks. Welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Jimmy and Richard here. How you doing, Rich? I'm doing good, sir. Doing good. Another day. Another day, another day, another dime. But we're Trying. excited to be back here talking about, well, deer today. I know. Specifically, doe. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Talk talking about the females, which uh, we 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 tend to do. We tend to do a lot, but yeah, uh, yeah. these these particular species of female will become more important to us at this time of year. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Well, and bucks, I guess I used to say eventually. But... Right. <laughs> yeah. But we wanted to talk about uh, I don't know like. Give ourselves, I guess, a refresher, and hopefully yep. everyone listening a refresher on uh, now that we're getting in, we're getting close. I guess we're in bow season most everywhere, yep. I don't know, a lot of places. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Also, yeah. we're getting close to rifle season, and just kind of want to talk about, hey, you know, things to remember, I guess. And, uh, oh, yeah. What yeah. Where do you want to start? Well, uh, we can uh, we just talk about, you know, well, I don't know, we'll, we'll just jump right into it. I, I, I think that you know, a part of any good management program, whether you've got a, you know, a 10,000 acre ranch or a, you know, a 500 acre lease is, um, is having a good buck to doe ratio. Um, and, and, and it's harvesting, it's, it's taking care of your does. You know, there's a lot of places that, you know, that have an excess amount of does. And, uh, so it, it's definitely important that you, you know, you get out there and, and, and you take your does. Um, you know, to to me personally, uh, a, a doe is is just as big of a trophy in my mind, really, that a uh, you know a good buck is. I mean, they eat the same, right? As as the as the guys say, you can't eat antlers, right? You know, so uh, I, I well, think, unless you're like uh, some no, sort of uh, actually, or something. A, yeah, it's kind of a rodent. You know, those rats will let right. you get and get their calcium. Which uh, have you ever speaking? Uh, well, you, you've done it before. <laughs> Remember when we get the sawzall to cut antlers off, and just that that oh, bone, yeah. that, that bone marrow. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, it makes yeah. me want to vomit just thinking. It's about close it. to like a, you know, like a the, like a burning hair. <laughs> oh god, it's awful! <laughs> oh, it's so terrible! I can't stand it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so I don't know what the what were we, where I got sidetracked. What? Why were we talking oh, about? Well, you mentioned about eating. Uh, what oh, they yeah, can't eat antler. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, no, I just figured that dude, we. I think it's a it's a good time to talk about you know does and you know what to look for and maybe a little bit of history uh, about does, uh, you know how, characteristics of, of a quote shooter doe, um, you know things of that nature. So uh, I, I I agree. I think the timing of this is pretty good. You know the Texas bow season's been going on for you know a handful of weeks right now and um, you know, the Texas rifle season's coming up. I, you know, I, I suspect some of the other rifle seasons have already opened up. So, uh, again, a good part of any management program is taking out some of your does. Uh, I think they say the, the optimal ratio is, uh, I, I think it's one buck to two does or something of that nature. And, and the reason for that is, the reason why you don't want an excess amount of does uh, is obviously your carrying capacity is going to be in trouble, Okay. Uh, we need to remember that that all the nutrition that a deer that a, a male deer eats, uh, you know, during the antler growing season is going to go to their body first and then into their antlers. So if you've got an excess amount of deer, whether it be bucks or does, right, 
uh, out there munching up all the groceries, you know, your future trophy buck, he just ain't going to develop. Uh, so, so again, do your part and, and take out your does. So, um, and of course, you know, more doe to bucks because bucks can breed right. more than one doe, obviously. Yes, yes, yes <laughs> probably yes. in any species, I guess. That's the case. Yeah, yeah, I'm lucky, <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> not getting trouble, you know, divorce, right? Thing. Right, but uh, yeah, it, I, I think also what's important because if you've got an excess amount of does out there, you know, during the rut. Uh, and I actually don't know this for a fact, but it kind of makes sense that uh, with an excess amount of does, you know, you've got bucks that are running around crazy. Uh, you know, and the more they run around, the more that, that, you know, they wear themselves out, their body deteriorates a little bit and they become susceptible to predators. Um, and kind of make it harder maybe for them to get through like a harsh winter. maybe. Oh, ab- the- no doubt. No doubt, because they've got reproduction on their mind, which, uh, you know. It's, uh, anyway, hey, we, we, we could jump all over that one, but we shall not. So, a lot of, a lot uh, of innu- innuendos in this uh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't even speak French. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, talk about the, the history of doe hunting. And at least when I was growing up in the early 90s, um, on uh, the, the hunting lease we had in, in Throckmorton, Texas, you know, we, we, we had about, I, I guess, probably 10 guys, and, and each guy had at least one son. And uh, you know we're all out there, and it was it was a uh, it was a one buck county at the time. Uh, and truthfully, I don't even remember how many does we could take, but it didn't matter because we never shot any does. Uh, and, and it was really funny you know, for my first, you know, like camp, purposefully or because you didn't see that many. No, 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 purposely just didn't shoot okay. any does. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I can remember going out to you know out there, and uh, I guess that'd be northwest Texas. Uh, uh, we we had massive wheat fields, and it's just full of deer, full of deer. And the majority of them are does, uh, but we, we never, I never shot a doe until we got onto Rancho Bandito. Never shot a doe. It oh. was always, it was always coals and spikes and, you know, and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, and, and, and I don't think that, I, I don't think it was because of kind of the old saying and the old saying was, well, gosh, you know, you don't want to, you, you don't want to shoot any does because that's the, you know, that could be the mother of the next buck. But, um. You know, we, we just never did it. But but that, the the whole, you know, don't shoot any does because that, those are your females, right? You know, that's kind of the mentality with turkey. Uh, that's kind of the mentality, you know, with the, some of the duck species, okay? Um, you know, like I, I, they just released the 2019 uh, harvest uh, guidelines for, for ducks. And I think you can only kill one mallard hen this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's because of that, okay? But... Uh, and so that used to be kind of the mentality with uh, with white-tailed deer, uh, and it's definitely the. In fact, okay, I'm just I'm kind of thinking of these things as we go along here. It's definitely the mentality you've got with mule deer. I think there's only one or two places in the state of Texas where you can shoot a mule deer doe. Now, it, it mule deer doe in Texas, mule deer in general in Texas is a lot different situation than it is with whitetail. But um, you know, obviously, there's not as many mule deer. Uh, and then as when we talked to our friend uh, from the Mule Deer Foundation, he was telling us that Mule Deer are kind of struggling in some areas. So, mm-hmm. uh, but anyways, that, that was kind of the old mindset of, you know, don't, don't shoot them because of the, you know, they are the future mothers of, of these big bucks. Well, yeah, I, I think what they probably found out was, is, is just what we discussed. You know, these, these does would just get overpopulated like crazy. Uh, you know, the bucks wear themselves out trying to breed. And then you know, here you go. You've got you've you've got an exponential amount of animals out there. It affects the carrying capacity. Could you know spread disease, uh, all kinds of stuff. So, 
um, taking does is definitely a, a part of any good modern day uh, management program. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going going a little bit further, you know, fast forwarding to the to the to the early two thousands, the at least the way it was on on Rancho Bandito and our thinking at the time and. Are thinking of a lot of other places was uh, you know was 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 very, our dough policy became very similar to what it was with uh, with our bucks okay meaning you know obviously really want to avoid shooting you know obviously no fawns right uh, but really avoiding shooting any any doe that was younger than four and a half years old um, at, at at any you know hunting events you know when you're in the blind or driving around whatever whatever it may be. And uh, as as you can attest to that, that was not uh, that wasn't all that easy because um, you know you have a whole bunch of eyes looking at you, and and, and it can be very very difficult. Um, but but that was kind of our mentality, and you know we um, uh, you know our Rancho Bandito was kind of go- is governed by the Managed Land Deer Permits or MLDP, and so we have you know on our. Um, uh, on one of our pastors, we had to kill, I think it was 13 doe, and we were struggling. I mean, we could not get those numbers down. Because um, you're targeting the older ones. Older exactly. Ones, older exactly. than, right. I mean, I guess preferably older than four and a half, at least exactly. on that, in that property. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, and, and, that, and that, that's exactly <clears> right, and it just became a real big struggle, and then it got to the point where, okay, you know, maybe, you know, we're going to run the risk of having some overpopulation because we just can't achieve this goal. So, so we all kind of made the decision. All right, let's, um, you know, let let's do our best. To, and so, so kind of fast forwarding to the the current, uh, you know, management scheme for for those on Rancho Bandito, you know, let's let's try to let, let's try to make them as old as they are. But if you got a three and a half year old doe in front of you, and we need to take, you know, fifteen twenty deer, go ahead and take it. Uh, obviously, we're we're still going to avoid the fawn. That's that's a no brainer. You, you don't kill children. Uh, right. It, we, we, uh, we, we don't want to kill the one and a half year olds, you know, or the two and a half year olds. Uh, but if, yeah, if we shoot a two and a half year old, Hey, it's okay. Uh, so, so that's kind of what we've done. It's kind of been a, a, a spattering, if you will, of, of different age groups that we've harvested. Uh, and, and I think it's been, I think it's been pretty successful. Hey, hold on one second. Hey folks, do you want to level up your hunting game and gear? If so, Join the hunt to get killer hunting tips and tricks that'll help you out in the field. Text the word BANDIT to 345-345 right now. And when you do, you'll even get access to some exclusive deals on the hunting gear and services we discuss right here on this podcast. Again, text the word BANDIT to 345-345 right now and join the hunt. Well, what's interesting also about the older doe is it seemed like, you know, they were obviously easier to see at one point uh he killed a few of them <laughs> and right. then it seemed like over one season or two at the most you know like like you're talking about they disappeared or at least yeah. you couldn't see them as much but we knew right. they were out there oh sure so it's like sure. it goes to the the premise or the high, you know the thinking that you know if a deer lives that long then they're probably right. gonna be pretty smart right at that point because yeah. they because oh, yeah. they've lived that long so <laughs> once oh, they yeah. started seeing that the older ones are being taken out then they right. wised up really quickly right so yeah it's pretty it's rare whatever we see one of those now it's like wow that's a it's like yeah. seeing like a sasquatch type thing is like, oh yeah or a yeah. mountain lion it's like oh that's a five and a half year old doe <laughs> right oh yeah yeah well and, and and so and that that kind of brings me to 
kind of the, the next phase of, of this whole of this of this podcast is you know how do you identify a, a, a good older doe to shoot you know there, there have been a lot of, of young deer fawns included that have been killed especially you know doe or you know, young doe fawns uh because of the fact that they've got nothing to age them by you know there's there's, you know, they're, they're, there's just a single deer at the feeder and they looks like a doe. Well, bam, and then they shoot it ends up being a fawn. So, you know, ha, what are the age um, characteristics of an old doe, an older doe? You know, what are some of the behavior traits? What, what are some tips, you know, some hints that, that you can use out there in the bush to help identify an older deer? So um, let's, let, let, let's go over those. So if you're in a situation like most of us are here in Texas where you've got a feeder, okay, nine out of ten times when that feeder goes off, okay, and we're just going to call it perfect conditions, right, cool and not a lot of wind, all right, and it's, uh, you know, it's just really, really good, okay. Nine out of ten times, the first couple of deer that, that maybe run into that deer feeder when it comes up are not going to be mature deer, okay, mm-hmm. and, and, and that is something that, that I have found to be um to to, to be to be true almost true almost universally you yeah, they, know, they like to use their universally uh, they're young as uh, scouts <laughs> oh yeah just complete and totally <laughs> idiots. sacrificial I mean, it, scouts yeah it's and... the same it's the same thing with your damn kids running out the street for a bar <laughs> right. it's like what are you doing god don't run out there you gotta look both ways but it, it's true uh and and the thing is you'll 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 see a bunch of fawns and really young deer run out there okay so, so again, that's something to look for. And chances are um, that an older doe is not going to do that. Now, that being said, when when you've got, you know, two or three uh, antlerless deer that, that run in at the outset of a, you know, a, a feeder spin, okay, you know, check the brush line, check the check the edge, okay. So, so the a, a little wild, a little um, a wildlife uh, uh, factoid for you here, uh, the 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 transition piece between two pieces of habitat is called edge. Okay. So, you know, when, when the deer goes from a really thick cover to a, a, a maybe a little, a, a little opener area. Okay. That that's called edge, that area in between. So, so always check the edge. Okay. Because guess what? That's where your older deer are going to be. All right. That, that big mature doe is not going to just run out there like a, like an idiot, that mature doe. Uh, and I've seen it a hundred thousand times. And Jimmy, I know you've seen it too. We'll, we'll sit there and we'll we'll sit there right at the, the the edge of the edge, okay? And they will sit there and they will scan and they will test the wind and they will watch their little sacrificial young out there, you know, to to, to see what's going on and then they will come in. Right. Uh, so, so that is a a really, in my opinion, a tried and true method of identifying uh, an older deer. Okay, and it may take a while. I mean, like, oh you no know, doubt, you see it all the time where they run in and they'll eat for darn near an hour or 45 minutes and finally yep. you know depending on the type of time of year it seems yes. like it's yes yeah and, and then here come the here come the older deer no right. doubt no doubt uh um, you're sitting there like if you're sitting over a corn feeder or something like come on oh yeah the corn's not gonna it's gonna run out that's right that's right oh yeah <laughs> god how many times have we had that happen uh so so let, let's kind of fast forward so say like you're in the deer blind uh, for the for the afternoon hunt, and you accidentally fell asleep. All right, so you wake up, and all of a sudden, you you got fifteen deer out in front of you. God knows that's happened to me, and it'll probably continue to happen to me. Oh yeah. Uh, so 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 again, <laughs> how how do you identify, you know, a good mature doe? Well, well, first and foremost, obviously, you're going to be looking at 
you know, char- you know, facial characteristics. Okay, T- typically the the younger the younger fawns have got kind of a shorter face. All right, uh, the 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 older does appear to have a longer face. Okay, which is really funny because in bucks. You know, one of the telltale characteristics of a young buck is that they they appear to have kind of a shorter face and kind of a, what they call you know, a Roman nose. All right, uh, but with the does, they they seem to be uh, uh, they seem to be longer. You know, also on the bodies of, of an older doe, they they seem to sag a little bit. And and one thing I've always kind of I've kind of compared it to is is that you know you you look at a loaf of bread. You know, it's just a kind of a, like a like a curved rectangle. It, it seems like the older doughs, if you could like you could take a, a loaf of a curved loaf of bread and kind of put it there on their body and then attach a neck and and head to it. That's what an older doe would look like. And it, you, if you kind of look at the pictures, you'll you'll see what I'm saying. Meaning, you know, meaning again, it's a perfect rectangle, but but their their body kind of sags and they're really long. Okay. Uh, that that's kind of one of the the other characteristics I look for. Um, as far as behavior is concerned, and, and this is a real good telltale uh, uh, sign for me. And, and this is especially important if you know you you've got a scenario where you you know you're pretty sure you've got some one year olds, you're pretty sure you got some fawns, you know. But man, you just don't have any of those those not seeing any mature does that you think. Okay, well. You know, there, there is a thing in the animal kingdom called the, the pecking order, okay? Uh, obviously, the, the older deer are, are, are going to kind of get the, the first ride at a, at a feeding area, at a bedding area, whatever it may be. So, you know, does will typically uh, peel their ears back and, and kind of, you know, uh, charge at, you know, younger deer or they'll, they'll get on their hind legs and kick. So look, look for that, too, uh, because, again, those younger deer aren't going to do it to the older deer. It's going to be the other way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so those are some of the, the you know, the characteristics that, that I've seen year after year that kind of help me identify, a, you know, an older doe out there. Uh, typically, again, you're, you're not going to have a scenario where you've got, you know, a single, a single older doe with a feeder. I would say that would be very rare. You know, does tend to hang out, um, you know, with, with other does. So, um you know, if I would say, not, you know, every time I've killed a really, really super old one, though, yep. I had that has been by themselves, or she has been by herself. Really? Yeah, like the super one. Like, remember, I got that... Uh, oh, the 175-er, yeah. Her, and then that really old one that had, like, barely any teeth left. Yep, <laughs> yep, what was yep. That? What, what was she, seven and a half, eight and a half? Yeah, or no, what she, we thought it was? She, she was... Uh, she was ancient, and so the, and I remember, she was kind of like an old, you know, just an old person who's like, I don't want, I don't want anything to do with anybody anymore. Right. I'm my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but see, in, in my in my experience, that's been pretty rare, and and that's yeah. and I'll tell you that it's very risky uh, because you know if you shoot a you know if, if you're 150 yards away from a deer feeder and you've got you've got really good optics, okay, and really good light, okay, and you're really tenured. Yeah, I mean, you can, if, you, if you've got a single deer at your feeder and you've confirmed that it's a, you know, an age-appropriate deer to shoot, fire away. But, but like I said kind of at the beginning of this thing, you know, if, if you're new or there's any of the conditions aren't right, you know, your optics suck, whatever it may be, be very careful. Yeah. Uh, we, we had a, and you, you probably remember this, we had a scenario where we had somebody on Rancho Bandito that assassinated two buck fawns because <laughs> they thought they were, they were does. And, oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
I mean, I literally almost blew my P.F. Chang everywhere. <laughs> I was, of course, and I, I love freaking hibachi. So there isn't much that is going to is going to ruin my night. But I, oh my god, I swear to God, oh, I was angry. <laughs> hey, well, well, I feel like I have, I want to do a little, uh, uh, you know, to, to you know this story obviously. Yeah. But to the people listening, kind of a confession here about my book, my. Uh, mm. Bug Fawn story. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right, child killer. Hey, hold on one quick moment. Hey, folks, have you ever wished that there was an easier way to find the hunting feeds, supplies, and services you need when and where you need them? If so, check out our hunter search at feedbandit.com where you can see what hunting suppliers are in your area or are on the way to your land. Don't waste any more precious time searching Google or calling around for feed, blinds, feeders, or even outfitters. Just use our targeted search for hunters. The Feed Bandit Hunter Search over at feedbandit.com. We'll find your feed. Uh, little did I know that <laughs> I have to be a little yeah. more, little more careful. But yeah. uh, okay. our, uh, I was sitting in a deer blind when uh, our our good friend uh, Lionel was trying to start learning how to deer, and uh, I was uh, I was the shooter. I don't think he was shooting them yet. He was just kind of like looking yeah. looking at him, trying to learn. And so, so we're sitting there, and a bunch of doe come in. Or, you know, I think they're all doe. And, you know, I'm looking at them. I'm going through the progression of all the things and everything like that. And as I'm doing this, I'm, ta- I'm saying them to him. And I'm like, you see, okay, you see that one there? I mean, it. I, and I described all these things, you know. And I'm like, that. pretty sure that's a good doe. So I'm going to shoot it. So <laughs> so I get up, and I, and I shoot yeah. it, bam, put it put her down, you know, right there. Kind of walks behind the trees a little bit, not far, 10, 10 yards from the from where she was. And, uh, you know, we're packing up, we drive up, to, <laughs> and I'm explaining, like, see, you got to be careful and make sure, you know, you know, look at the head, make sure that, you know, that there's no bumps there, or blah, 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 you know, what, all these other things. And, I mean, literally, this is kind of what I'm saying, you know, ah. as we're driving, driving up to it. And we get out, and I, <laughs> we walk up to it, and I can't remember if if I saw it first or if he did, and, and was like, "Oh, what is that?" or something like that. But uh, yeah, sure enough, it was a it was a buck, <laughs> but look, little oh, nub, yeah. barely oh, yeah. barely nubbing buck. But this yeah. guy was big. Yeah. I mean, like amongst I mean all the all these other doe and everything. So even when you have a lot to compare it to, you know, and you're looking at all this stuff. Yep. And, you know, I'm looking and I'm literally telling him with my binoculars to my eyes, you got to make sure they don't have, it's like not a nubbing book or any of this type of stuff. Yep. Even yep. after doing all that stuff, mistakes can be made. Uh, there's there's no <laughs> doubt. I'm sort of like, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I, what, what are the, how ironic. You know? <laughs> I can hear a line now. Okay, so, so what yeah. you're saying is, is so, those, those have uh, fuzzy nubs? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I'm like, God. Oh. I was like, so forget everything that I just told you and sit with someone else the next time. <laughs> yes, I love it. Oh, uh, okay, so now it's out there in the public. Yes, I've made that yeah. mistake before. So. <laughs> you know, surprisingly, I have not. Uh, I have. I, I think I might be. Well, now. Well, you say that now. Oh, that's better true. watch out. That's Some true. Wood yeah. Over there. yeah, yeah, November 1. Got him. God bless <laughs> Well, and, and it's, I, I tell you what we'll do, talking about, you know, fawn pictures or, uh, you know, the, the transition between a fawn and becoming the kind of a, a young doe and they lose their spots. Uh, you know, a picture I emailed you the other day, and let's put that on as one of the pictures for this podcast because it's, 
it's kind of creepy how the back half of the spawn is is all spotted. You know, and, one thing uh, I wanted to point out to you on that picture, and everyone yep. listening, when, when you sit, take a look at this, if you if you really kind of zoom in to the what looks like the spots, there's like a little pot mark in the middle of each one, so it kind of looks like uh, what's the huh. I'm trying to think of a, a, a example. Did I did I email that to you or text it to you? I uh, can't remember. I think you might have texted it to me. Hmm. Oh no no no! I know you emailed it to me. Okay. But uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Take a look at that and look at it again, and, and, and maybe this is a good kind of uh, is it or isn't it challenge type thing. Like when you look at it and you look at that, it almost looks like I know she probably wasn't shot by a shotgun, <laughs> but it almost looks like something like hit there and made middle pop marks and like blew. Rather than being the spots, of course, they could be what the spots look like at the end. I don't know. Yeah, well, but that's just, uh, examine it a little more. And I mean, I, I'm, I'll post I'm, it too, I'm so looking at it. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and I mean, it's you just see that little yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. No, it, 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 it yeah. But I, I, I will tell you, I'm looking at the hooves of this thing, and they're really, really black and really shiny. Uh, so that that indicates that's a really young deer. Um, <laughs> But now I, I kind of see. Unless you just went through a car wash, I mean. I don't... Well, that's yeah, that's very true. That happens. But... We have those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deer uh, wash. Right? Yeah, deer wash. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, but uh, you know, those are you know obviously those are super important. Um, you know they uh, they're you know they're well all deer are great deer for for the kiddos, but you know a lot of uh, a lot of folks will, will get their kids going on does. Um, you know, they're, they're just as wily of a target as a bucket. Uh, so, and yeah. I can't tell the difference in the meat. You know, I, it's funny. Like some people say, you know, the source or whatever. I mean, right. I'd be curious to see if anyone out there, you know, has any insight into that. Cause I've never been able to taste it, but yeah, I don't well, I, I, <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe I think it's all how you treat you know, it. True. That's true. I mean, if, if you, start oh, they, yeah, a lot of it goes into how you treat once you harvest and how yes. you make you make sure the meat is yep. doesn't get spoil or anything like that. It yep. bleeds out properly. There you go. It's All sorts of uh, a lot of factors. Yeah, bleed it out. So there's yep. one thing I wanted to bring up about uh, the age issue yeah. that uh, there may be some people listening that are maybe fall, jumping out of their seats saying, "Well, that's not how we do it," or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and and that and I know I've mentioned this to you before. Uh, so my cousin-in-law was on yes. a MLD ranch down in way south Texas, on the, literally on the border, kind <clears> of, <throat> I don't remember exactly where it was, but it was way down there. And, uh, shoot, they had, <laughs> on this place was like 30,000 acres, and they had yeah. like 300 doe they had to shoot, you know, every year. And what they did was they left, they never shot older doe, so anything above three and a half, four, and I killed all yeah. the young doe. And the reason, I guess that maybe their biologist said this, or I don't know what it was, maybe it's the area or whatnot, but the reasoning he got or was given was because the older doe, if they're three and a half or older or whatnot, they've proven that they, they've been, they've proven that they haven't had a problem, at least in the past, giving birth to twin fawns. Yep. You know, so it's like, well, if they don't haven't had that problem, then maybe we should leave them to continue to breed, almost like the breeder bucks. You know, that, that yeah, you know, our, breed, our breeder does. 
Uh, whereas they say the younger ones, however, you know, they haven't proven that. Now, maybe they will, maybe they won't, but we still have to cull the numbers in the herd. So yeah, right. focus on just shooting the younger doe. You right. know? So something else to kind of I don't know. I mean, I'd be curious to know like, exactly all that went into that decision versus the sure. other thing, you know, but and maybe what we truly what we need to do is get some different biologists on here. <laughs> you yeah. Know, oh, yeah. Ask him those from different areas, too, you know, so they'll yeah. have different uh, perspectives. Yeah, that that is actually. A but really good, uh, yeah, That's a I wanted idea. to throw that idea out though, uh, just so that we are we're not saying necessarily that the way what we're talking about or what we're doing is all be all the only thing to necessarily do. Just be mindful, probably of oh yeah, your overall management goals and what needs to be done. Blah blah. Yep. It's totally. kind of it, it's our perspective, I guess. Is totally. Kinda, so I don't want anyone on the end of, end of their. You know, listen to this thing going, oh, these guys, they're, they're <laughs> telling me what to do. They don't know anything. Right, right. <laughs> oh, totally. yeah. No, anyway. no, no. But if no, anyone I'm... thinks about it any differently, please let us know. Yeah, Shoot us an email. Sure. How do you at feedbandit.com? We'd love to hear it. Yeah. Well, and, and, and just real quickly, Ty just kind of brought something to my mind is, you know, again, want to talk about one of the pros for having the, the ability to feed is being able to be super selective now with, with the does. You know, you can. Um, you know, you can sit there and watch them with the, you know, with the, with, the, with the feeder and, uh, and really make that, uh, make that good decision, you know, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> well, it had, that hasn't happened to me since and knock on wood. Well, oh, yeah. I'm oh, always yeah. a little more heightened now because of that's, that. That's so okay. I yeah. yeah. And I, I normally give my sermon before the beginning of the year and, uh, and I'll do it again this year. So, yeah. Right. You got anything else on this? You know, that's really about it, man. I well, that, that was a good one. That's good to get that kind of, uh, you know, remember all that stuff. And for all, I guess, it, it, I'm sure you'll agree with this, for all our buddies um, that, that'll be with, with us, you know, we should, <laughs> I hope they're listening to this. Yes. Kinda, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, very, it's very true. Very true. You, all you, should, you need to get when, when we post it, send the link to this podcast out to everybody on by email. So it's like hey, I will. That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, they should be listening, but uh, they should be, of course. Yes, yeah. but yeah. You know, sometimes things get in the way, and they may not hear it till a month from now. And you, got, you know, so just to get it in high on their queue. You know, it's a good idea. Very good idea. All right, I'll make a note. There you go. All right. Well, cool. Well, folks, we uh, we hope you enjoyed uh, this discussion, and again. You know, anything you agree with, disagree, especially, or you do do any different, please let us know. We're, I, I, we'd love to hear uh, how other, everyone else kind of does it out there and what their thinking is and sure. all that. Uh, who knows, you know, we can always, and it, then if we can share it with the whole group, maybe uh, all of us share our best tips, and then in the end, we end up being all better stewards of the land, if you will, and whatnot. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, cool. Well, uh Thank you, Spitz, for yeah. an excellent education. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. It was uh, it was it was a good time. And again, little... I, I'm no PhD, so uh, it's just only just <laughs> what we've been doing. Well, yeah, you are piled high and deep, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we will catch you on the next one. Happy hunting! Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit podcast. Just a reminder to text the word BANDIT to 345-345, and when you do, you'll join our email list where we'll send killer deals on innovative hunting products and services, along with entertaining tips and tricks, straight to your inbox. You don't want to miss out, so again, text the word BANDIT to 345-345.
345-345, and we look forward to seeing you on the hunt. Until next time, have a good one, and remember to support your local feed store.